It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to The World in 10, your daily roundup of the biggest stories from across the world as seen through the eyes of the Times of London. I'm Alex Dibble. And I'm Eleanor Shearwood. Today we bring you The Times' unique take on the war in Ukraine on the anniversary of Russia's invasion. We hear from our correspondents on the ground and go through The Times' analysis on how the war could end. Let's remind ourselves what happened on the 24th of February, 2022. Ukrainians woke up to missiles in the sky and the news that Russian tanks were entering their country. The rest of the world woke up to the news that there was war in Europe. Now today on Times Radio, we've been hearing from people who've been affected by the war. Melania Podolyak is in Lviv. She works for a charity there. And she's told us that life has been different since the moment war began. I've lived through a, a couple dozen cruise missile strikes in Lviv, um, relatively not far away from where I am, where I live and work. And it's something that feels, you know, like usually we are able to control things in our life. Well, when a cruise missile lands 900 meters away from you, you kind of lose, you know, control of your life. Over the past year, Times Radio has been getting regular updates from Kira Rudik. She's a Ukrainian MP and she's based in the capital, Kiev. She told us it's remarkable Ukraine's still fighting. She said that's not a given, considering what they've been through. One of the darkest days was the day when I went to Bucha in Irpin on the first day of liberation, when I have seen the results of the atrocities that Russians committed there. I have seen dead bodies. We were at the exhumation of the mass graves. I have met women who suffered sexual violence of Russian soldiers. And I was thinking, there is no alternative to us winning this war. Otherwise, we are all gone. This is why we have to keep fighting. It's again a matter of physical survival for us. And that determination, that has definitely been felt by the Times correspondents who've spent the last year in Ukraine, delivering some incredible reports. One of them is Catherine Philp, the diplomatic correspondent. She spent the last three weeks in the country, but she's been going back and forth throughout. She spent a lot of time in Kyiv. And that determination, um, she says, is evident everywhere. 
you see more flags, more blue and yellow everywhere than you ever did. Even in petrol stations along the motorways in the country, the coffee cups are blue and yellow and have slogans on them like bravery is in our DNA is one of them and be brave like Ukraine, that's another one. It is a sense of identity and a celebration of the things that are Ukrainian. But even in the circumstances where Russia would claim that these things were Russian, Ukrainians have sought to reclaim those and put that stamp on them. These are signals of Ukrainian identity. Catherine's piece in The Times today, wide-ranging piece, also touches on how Moscow is planning to use the air more going forward and how Ukrainian leaders are warning that the hardest fighting is actually yet to come. Whilst we've been looking back on what's happened over the past year, we've also been looking forward. And Catherine's piece actually provides real insight. She gives some good analysis into six ways the Mm. war could end, which we're going to touch on quickly now. So the first way is a peace deal. It's widely thought that Putin wants to force Ukraine into a kind of unfavourable peace deal for them. Interestingly, it's been quite difficult to bring Ukraine to the table, but Catherine Philp says the removal of Putin could be something that brings them there. So that's option number one. Option number two is a war of attrition, which will just go on for a very long time. Option number three, uh, Catherine says, is a ceasefire. Again, something that would actually last a long time, but potentially give Russia a chance to regroup and go again. Option number four is something that Catherine Philp thinks is quite unlikely, and that's Ukraine winning outright and Russia having to retreat. On the other hand, option number five is Ukraine entirely collapsing, but she says Ukrainians are determined that won't happen. And option number six, the last one, is a nuclear war and NATO involvement. But in Catherine Philp's piece, she says she doesn't really see what using nuclear weapons in Ukraine would achieve for Putin. She doesn't really see NATO intervening under any other scenario either. And going back to the option of Ukraine actually winning this war, um, the UK Defence Secretary Ben Wallace was on Times Radio this morning. And the context of this is that Ukraine has pleaded with the West for fighter jets, which the US, the UK have said we, we just can't provide it would escalate the conflict. However, Ben Wallace, the Defence Secretary, has suggested a way that allies could help Ukraine get fighter jets without giving any themselves. Those countries in Europe that have Russian or Soviet fighter jets, so MiG-29s or Su-24, if they wish to donate, we could use our fighter jets to backfill and provide security for them as a result, or indeed to backfill to allow them to have their own capability, because they are already configured to fight in a NATO way, where, of course, Ukraine isn't. A bit of a novel solution there, potentially, and... Either way, you know, the the assistance that Ukraine needs is desperate, it is immediate, uh, because the war is ongoing. Yes, and that's something we've been hearing about today. So Anthony Lloyd is the Times veteran war correspondent, and he's filed an incredible piece from Bakhmut in the east of Ukraine. There's a major battle going on there still. There's only one road in and out. When we drove in, the first thing we saw was a burning vehicle with a burning soldier inside it, Ukrainian soldier been hit by a shell just in front of us the journey out was no better the russians are hitting that that road heavily with artillery that's the road that ukrainians need to get their ammunition in they're wounded out the city itself as i say vast swathes of it destroyed 
Um, and a fight with desperate casualties on both sides. I mean, make no mistake about that. Very, very heavy Ukrainian losses there. Extremely heavy Wagner losses too. The bloodshed is monumental at the moment. Anthony's piece is definitely worth a read, and it's also available in Ukrainian for the first time. The Times has done that as a demonstration of solidarity with Ukraine and to show respect. And if you want to have access to all of the Times coverage of the war in Ukraine, then you can always take out a digital subscription. And on the subject of assistance to Ukraine, the Times also has a piece looking back on the sale of Chelsea. We remember that Roman Abramovich, the Russian owner of the club, was forced to sell it after the invasion. The funds, £2.3 billion, was meant to be going to Ukraine to help them in the war effort. That has still not happened. Uh, The Times have found out that it's just the final hurdle remaining now. Essentially, all the problems have been legal. The anniversary isn't just being marked in Ukraine. Here in the UK, we held a minute's silence this morning. And Mm. last night in central London, there was a vigil. Helen Mirren, the Academy Award winning actress, recited a Ukrainian poem. She read an English translation of Take Only What Is Most Important by Sir Hey Jadan. The quiet of a cemetery, the noise of a command post, and unedited lists of the dead. So long that there won't be enough time to check them for your own name. Now, the Times coverage hasn't just been reflecting how the wars affected those in Ukraine. There's also a really insightful piece from Mark Bennett. Now, he's a Russian specialist and he's been covering how the wars affected Russia. There was one story that really stuck out to me about how they'd been told that the West was struggling so much that someone found an elderly relative trying to post loo roll to her families in the West because she thought they didn't have any. Russia's invasion of Ukraine has affected diplomacy around the world. I'm now joined by The Times foreign editor Mike Smith to tell me about a story they're working on that's related. America has a new problem with Chinese spies. This time they're not in balloons, they're actually on the ground. We've been looking at a series of controversies around the country now where Chinese businesses or individuals have been buying up farmland at an extraordinary rate. The catch is that a lot of this farmland seems to be conveniently close to US military bases. As a result, legislators across the country are saying that there need to be new laws to stop Chinese people buying land because a lot of it they fear is going to be used for spying. That's it for today's World in 10. As the world marks the anniversary of Russia's invasion of Ukraine, we'll give the final word of today's episode to the Ukrainian MP, Kira Rudik. The main lesson of this year is that impossible things are possible. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 